Hey, Sam. Hey, Teresa. What's up? Um, big week, big week. <laughs> it really wasn't. <laughs> um, uh, just got absolutely poured on. I uh, braided my hair for the first time in a really long time. And um, what else? Oh, I took so many photos. So I'm excited to develop those tomorrow. How about you? Um, yeah, you know, as someone who's looking at you right now, I can tell you the braided hair is a good look for you right now. Um, so for people who never knew what Sam looked like in the first place, no, he looks better now. <laughs> um, this week was, it was a, it was a good week, I think. I'm going to New York this weekend um, to the New York Film Festival um where i will be seeing the worst person in the world so stay tuned to see a sneak peek on how that movie is but we are super excited for today's episode because we will be interviewing mateo aka on his social media handles lil emo boy um over a cup of strawberry milk great let's get into it I chose strawberry milk for today's episode because I think it is like one of the worst things that was ever invented. It's like taking a milkshake, taking all the good stuff out of a milkshake, putting in fake strawberries, and then serving it to children. Um, if you drink strawberry milk and you're not a child, <laughs> time to like reevaluate. But <laughs> one of my least favorite drinks, you'll never catch me anywhere drinking it. Um, there's no photos of me drinking it because I <laughs> had it like three times. You know that, um, you know how they're like age limits, age limits, you know, like there should be, what's the opposite of an age limit? Like you should not be able to wait. Yeah. Age, limits. Yeah. You should not be able to drink strawberry milk if you are above a certain age you know wait, wait, wait. you don't need the second half of that sentence you just you should not be able to drink strawberry milk that's all you need there should not okay. it, should, it should just be banned it should it should oh oh you're saying that nobody should be drinking strawberry milk nobody yeah honestly kind of a weird concept like I feel like from a business perspective because you know I'm a, a big business girl um I just thought that it would just like not even be a flavor that's worth making, but it's like, why is there a market for strawberry milk? You know, like who, what are the demographics of the people who are still funneling this industry? The strawberry milk industrial complex. <laughs> you heard it here first. But to talk about our guest today, um, he's an absolutely incredible artist who we are really excited to dive into some of his work as well as his ideas about the art world in general. Um, his name is Mateo from Detroit, uh, does a lot of different types of art, some um, visual, some physical. He makes a lot of really, really cool sculptures and then lately been doing a lot of video work, which we hope to talk to him about too. Yeah, I'm super excited to be talking to Mateo also because he's like our age and that's just like insane to me um that he is like so creative 
Also, one of the first things that I watched was his YouTube video, Fuck All Trees, I Hate All Trees. And um, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna describe what goes on in this video. You have to watch it for yourself. But from that moment on, I was like, we need to talk to this kid for multiple reasons. <laughs> um, but yeah, with that, should we call him up? Yep, let's call him up right now. What's up, guys? Um, so first, I know that you just had a big like music show, like visual art, like all of that a couple weeks ago. How did that go? Um, yeah, it went super well. Um, it was super successful. Yeah, me and my brother were trying to like, because we've done a lot of shows in the past, but this is because of the pandemic, we didn't do anything for a long time in terms of like live performance. So we were trying to like merge uh, like the shows that we used to do like in 2017 through 2019 with like um some more of like the art uh artistic ideas that we've been working with lately and like combining them too so we uh use this local venue and we like set up a whole installation and had like this intricate performance where we like pulled uh this car in through the back gate like into the venue and like everybody had to move out of the way we hopped out we jumped on top of the car and it was like this whole thing yeah so it was super successful and went super well a lot of people showed up yeah really cool um also like i feel like i don't know ever since the pandemic like it didn't end but we've just been trying to go to so many shows because i feel like the fear that they'll be taken away yeah. um yeah but I guess another question that we had was, um, how did you know that, you know, doing something artistic and creative was something that you wanted to study, like, in an academic way and not just, like, doing these shows and, like, doing them outside of school? Um, I wouldn't say, like, doing, like, studying art was something that I, like, always wanted to do. It's kind of the opposite, but it was, like, I knew I always wanted to like be an artist, like for the most part, everyone in my family was like pretty artistic. My brother was going to art school when I like, um, was like a sophomore in high school. And um, yeah, everything was always like very art centric. Um, more so it was just like, I felt like I had to go to school, you know, mm. like I had to go to college yeah couldn't think of anything else so and I knew I wasn't gonna like get like an English degree or something so <laughs> yeah. yeah do you feel like doing art in that setting is like helpful for your process or do you feel like it hurts it in some way it really depends it really depends I mean it depends on like the class which is like the work that you're supposed to be doing the instructors that you have um Sometimes when you have like a good instructor, like this dude Cheeto at CCS was the fucking man. Everybody, literally everybody in Detroit knows Cheeto. It's super weird. He's this uh, white nigga from Zimbabwe. And his, his real name is Cheeto, like C-H-I-D-O. That's his first name. <laughs> and um, he's just like, he's just like super cool. And everybody knows Cheeto and everyone's like, yeah, Cheeto's the fucking man. And his classes are like super, um, he's like, oh yeah, do whatever you want. And he's like helps you like push your ideas and like facilitates everything. And um, 
yeah, those ones are like very helpful. It's like the creative process, like him and uh, another instructor who teaches junior studio where they're like, they're letting you like do whatever you want and they're helping you like push your ideas, push your concepts and push your process and specific things they can tell that you're interested in and that you're good at. And there's other classes where it's like, like trying to fill in, you know, marks for every project where it's like, you have to do this, you have to do this, you have to do this. You have to get three minutes of horizontal steady footage. You know, you have to fucking use these three painting uh, techniques in this canvas. So yeah, that shit is crazy fucking annoying. Um, and that, that's all like, because the CCS is set up in like departments. So what I was talking about, like the first example that I was talking about where it's like very loose is very specific to like the department that I'm in, which is fine arts or art practice. They just changed the name to art practice, which is fucking stupid. But that this is that's like the department where it's like very conceptual. You can do whatever you want. All the other departments are very rigid, very focused on like getting a job. Like the other departments are like illustration, um, EA, entertainment arts, um, there's like some other ones. There's transportation, which is like car design. Everybody calls them trans. And those are super like, you're going to get a job after this. And they're super rigid. You have to do this specific shit. And they'll be like, if you didn't do this, this shit sucks. You should just drop out. So, yeah. So my department experience is pretty specific. Um, if I was in that, if I was doing that, I can, I'd be like, I'm fucking out of here. You know, I'd say, okay, I will drop out. Um, but yeah, so I guess it really depends. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I'd love to talk about some of your art more specifically. Um, I guess like, I'd love to start with like the pieces that really drew me towards your work. Um, so I really liked Pyre and then the other like big torso that you created and yeah so i guess for the torso first um could you tell me a little bit about like the process of creating that and why you chose to make it like so massive um i i've always wanted to do like larger things with like human form i've always had like a fascination with form and physique and figure and like um i was super into like body horror for a few years um but yeah i've always been super interested in like form and figure and i just started working with like pyre was like the first piece that i made with like cement because i've done lots of molds before but they're all like plaster and you know i'm mostly most of my sculptures in clay so that was the first time i worked with cement and i knew i wanted to keep doing shit with cement and i just had like this image in my head of like the hanging torso with like guts coming out of it somehow like the cement torso and i was like oh that's a sick idea i should do that and then i kind of built the concept from there of of um the same similar concept of pyre of like dealing with like these death rituals and um like all these traditional like american ways of death as opposed to more um primal 
and uh, pre, like not necessarily prehistoric, but like almost more natural, um, like forms of death or like death ceremonies or death rituals. Um, yeah. So, yeah. sorry, were you gonna? Yeah. Um, I was gonna ask, I guess like since you've, you know, started like studying art formal formally, um, have you been drawn to like specific mediums and like, has that changed? Um, like, did you start with preferring one medium and then started grabbing t- gravitating towards another? Um, or like, what has that process been for you? Yeah, definitely. When I was initially, when I was like a kid, it was always like drawing, sketching. It was in high school, um, for the most part, or like anything in school, it was like drawing and sketching. But um, in high school, I started taking these ceramics classes, which is like clay. And I was like, oh, this shit is awesome. And then I took ceramics, like I was like in ceramics six by the time I graduated. And since then, it's been like all 3D work. And, um, and then video, I started doing video when I was like a sophomore and I had started doing video because I was helping my brother with some of his other pieces because he was already like in college at the point. And then I, I was just like, oh, this is like, this is like what it's really about. Because me and my brother both kind of have like this philosophy that like, it's like nobody gives a fuck about a painting anymore. And like this modern age of um, so much available information and input and uh, just like in, just like the influx, you know, of, of like a constant stream in your head, you kind of have to choose to be engaged by, you know, like a painting or drawings or even, even you could even say like sculptures and shit like that. And it's really like video that pushes that boundary of like 4D time and like, uh, True, and then, and then and then like really true engagement is going into installations and people directly interacting with space or performance, directly interacting with um, your ideas and your art. But yeah, video is like uh, video. I feel is one of the most effective ways to truly engage people and to express ideas. So. Yeah. And how would you say like photo fits in there? Cause that, it, to me, that seems like a bridge between like the painting and the video. Do you think that has the power to engage or you think that's kind of going the same way as the painting? Um, I mean, photography is so different than painting even though they're both like very similar. I feel like photography leans a little bit more towards painting Although I feel like it's just such a different art form and it definitely is, is closer to video. Cause and it's, it's kind of, it's definitely in between. It's closer to video cause you're dealing with time still. And like this idea of like capturing, uh, you know, moments in time, which with painting, it's such, it's such a like arduous process where it's no longer like, truly like a pure moment like you're not capturing a pure moment in time 
You know what I mean? Because you've been working on this fucking painting for three weeks. Um, yeah. And I mean, the thing with like, you see it a lot in art school, like the idea of choosing to be engaged by things or like, you know, so yeah, I think, uh, I think photography is definitely in between. It can lean either way. It depends. So like when you're creating like whatever, you know, art form it is, what do you think like matters most to you? Like what is something that you, I don't know. Yeah. Like what matters most to you when you're creating art in terms of like what you're looking for, what feels complete to you? That's a pretty good question. Um, I guess a lot of it is like instinctual. Um, <clears throat> I always feel like I'm trying to make shit that I've never seen before for the most part. But um, yeah, in terms of like when I feel like something is done, that's all like just knowing, you know? Like it's like, oh yeah, this is, it's, I got it. You know what I mean? Um, which can be difficult. It, it can be a, uh, a difficult thing, especially when you're still like working with clay and clay is so forgiving in the sense that you can, you can kind of just keep going forever, taking it, removing, taking it, or removing and adding, removing and adding, removing and adding. So it's, it's kind of difficult to get to that point where you're like, yeah, this is definitely done, but it's definitely an instinct thing. Um, Yeah. And a lot of things are like working, like working in like video and working the way that I work. It's like, I'm not really using references that much. Like I'm not taking like reference photos or anything for like sculptures or anything. So it's like in the process of being made, it's almost like a living thing. So my original idea that I have in my head is usually not that close to the final product. So it's hard to like have like such a, a specific thing in my head where I'm like, I got to hit this mark, you know? Does that answer your question? Or... Okay. Yeah. And like, I know you talked about not using references, but are there any filmmakers or like um, physical artists who inspire you in terms of your practice or in terms of like the ideas that you're working towards? Yeah, definitely. Um, man, this is one of those questions where every time it's like somebody asks me, I can't think of shit. Like, it's like, what's your favorite movie? I don't, I've never seen a fucking movie before. It's like you pull up the Spotify. Yeah, like, literally. Li literally. That's, that's what I was thinking right now. I was like, oh, I feel like it's a list on my phone or something. <laughs> um, so my favorite. So you said like movies. I'm just saying like, I know like if you're not working off of references what artists yeah. kind of inspire you or like push you in a direction it can be like film any type of artist okay i shouldn't say i don't work off references because i do like i'll save like a fuck ton of images but i'm never like taking photos and then trying to like recreate that or anything like yeah. that yeah um i more so use like that kind of shit for like like indirect inspiration and just like shit that i feel like is in line with like, you know, the shit that I'm, or I just think is cool, you know. But a lot of artists that I take inspiration from, um, 
I I really like uh, Harmony Korine. I really like his films and like the the way I feel like he's um, really like pushing a narrative, narrative structure. And it's like, it's almost like the evolution of language and like emojis where language, uh, at least English has always gotten <clears throat> throughout time. It's always been like expressing more clear ideas and less words. And it's like emojis kind of like the final or at least the next evolution of that. I feel like Harmony Crin is like that too, where um, it's almost like how music is like moved a lot more towards sonics instead of like lyricism and instrumentation. It's like, how does it just sound regardless of anything that they're saying or like how well they're playing instruments? How well does it, how, how good does it make you feel when you hear it? I feel like that's how a lot of his movies have evolved where it's like just sonics. It's like just this expression of ideas, nonlinear storytelling. There's not like a, a, the rigid structure of like traditional uh, Western narratives or most, you know, narratives throughout the fucking world. But um, yeah, so I really like, I really like Harmony Crane's movies. I take a lot of inspiration from that. And also how he's like, he's just kind of like doing whatever the fuck he wants, like all the time with like fucking millions of dollars from these huge studios. And he's like, yeah, fuck it. So he's doing whatever he wants. Um, I really like Vito Acconci. Do you guys know who that is? He's this performance artist that was around in like the 60s and 70s. And his whole like thing was about personal or private and public spaces and like what is truly intimate to ourselves and like, you know, what is like, how does like uh, intimate to us individually and like what is like sharing with people. I guess, but he did all these crazy pieces. Like he had this one piece called like following where he would, and this, he was in New York in like the early seventies and he would just like go outside and like see someone and then he would follow them all day until he couldn't anymore. And he would just be like half a block behind them and um, writing down everything that they did. And he would follow them until they went into a building that he couldn't get into like an apartment complex. And the thing that I really like about it is he, he dealt a lot with like this transformation of consciousness, which is shit that I'm super interested in, especially in performance pieces. Because like the whole time he was following people, he was repeating like this mantra to himself saying like, I am not a person, I am not a thing. I am his shadow or her shadow, you know? And like, like kind of, it's like the de-evolution itself. And he, his most famous piece is this one called Seedbed where he was basically under it was in a studio in a, like a gallery and he was underneath the floor like with like like two feet of space like crawling around underneath the floor and he had a microphone and he was he was trying to like people would walk across the floor and he could hear them and he would crawl to underneath them and then masturbate until he came and he would be like speaking into the mic and like imagining what the person looked like and all this shit yeah that, that shit is fired. I think that shit is awesome. And he, he would be underneath the floor for like 12 hours, 16 hours straight. Yeah. yeah. And he'd be, he'd imagine, he would be like, like saying like what they would, like he would do with the person, like how they were like, you know, describing how they were like having sex and shit like that. Yeah. 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 That reminds me of, um, 
the hottest take I've ever heard, which came from you, which is that you like New York trash. Oh, yeah, the trash. Yeah. Yeah, the trash is fire, man. There should be trash everywhere. The street should be filled with trash. The only reason people like specifically in cities, like the suburbs is like whatever, like rural areas. But the street should be fucking filled with trash, dude. It's like people. It, the only reason it's not there is because people don't want to see it. It's not making a difference if you're moving into a landfill or a dump or anything. That's just a giant pile of litter. You know what I mean? It should be. It should be fucking everywhere. It's a true representation of like uh, of like the human condition, character. I feel like cities should be like fucking scumlands, dude. Because that's what they are. They're not like these nice refined like temples of civilization like they try to present them or how they've always been idealized it's like the fucking pits of the earth you know so many people condensed together all stacked living on top of each other none of them own any land or have any kind of uh like uh just like ownership over the space at all or and there's just so it's just like so many fucking people that's not natural for fucking 40 million people to live in LA County. It's insane. It's insane to think about. And it's like the area should reflect that, that this is an insane state of like uh, society, you know, of human evolution. Um, Have you watched Children of Men? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that movie. Like literally that's all I was picturing. Right. <laughs> yeah. Trash. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so speaking of films, I watched the, it's called, oh yeah, Fuck All Trees, I Hate All Trees. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, is this a comedy? <laughs> um, can you talk about that? And like also just, yeah, the candidness, I guess, of it. Like, and just you start off, you're like looking at your phone, you're like, whatever. And then put your phone away and then you start, you know. Yeah, can you just talk about that project um definitely so I, I made that when i was like that was that was like august of 2020 right i think <clears throat> so that was like when i really lost my mind in quarantine because i was like really locked down like i didn't leave my house or like really talk to anybody hanging out with anybody outside of my family uh, up until like september october so I was like, I was really going through it. And I, I kept talking to my brother about like, uh, I, had, I had heard of this piece, or not this piece, but like this thing where this gallery had kept receiving uh, these jars of water from uh, this artist, like in a bunch of different vessels, like vases and jars and mason jars and fucking water bottles. And he was sending them like gallons and gallons of water every day. And they're like, what the fuck is this? And they didn't know what to do with it. And because he was doing an exhibition. And then when he showed up, they're like, what is this shit? And he was like, he had been, he had been moving around the country, collecting water and whatever he could from bodies of water where people had drowned in. And like, that was the whole piece. And I thought that was a pretty cool concept. But then when you start to think of it, people have drowned in like every fucking body of water. But I, I kept talking to my brother about this idea of, uh, doing something similar to that but trying to drain lake superior 
with every single vessel we could find. And like, I would drive to Lake Superior with like plastic bins from our garage every day and like fill them up and then load them and drive six hours back to my house and then ship them to like the Met, like every single day. And the whole thing would be like, I'm trying to drain Lake Superior, I'm gonna do it, you know? It's like, I am superior. And that was the whole concept. And then we started talking about like, uh, at least I was talking about like this idea of like domination of nature and like being like, no, I am superior. Um, because like there's that kind of thing of like being around huge bodies of water or like giant forests or shit like that or mountains where it's like, it's like innately humbling, you know? You're like, oh, I'm just a man or I'm just a person and trying to be like, fuck that. I am the man, you know? And that was kind of the concept with uh, fuck all trees, I hate all trees, where it's like, I'm stronger than this tree. I'll break this tree. And the whole idea was like, I would, I would, every day I'm just blasting away at a fucking tree with my bare hands until it breaks. And then I move on to the next tree. And then it's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill every tree on the planet. That was like the idea of the piece. And um, when I, when I went out to go film it, I was like, I, I was listening to like, I was listening to like Death Grips or like Faith Void or something, just like some heavy music. And I was like, I was like, really? I was like, let's fuck it. I'm gonna fucking kill this tree. And it was like another thing with this idea of transformation of consciousness, like trying to, um, <clears throat> trying to not escape death anxiety, but to defeat it. Where it's like, I'm not just a man in the face of like this infinite universe or like the power of nature or whatever. It's like, I'm fucking stronger than that. And I'm gonna break it, you know, like like that that saying where it's like I'll become strong enough to defeat abstract concepts like time and God. That's what I was trying to do. So yeah, but then then I fucking did the first one and I thought I fucking broke my hands the next day. Cause they were like all my knuckles were completely swollen and my arms were all like cut up and shit. And I couldn't like close my hands normally. And when I, when I went like this, like I could hear it all squeaking in there because it was so swollen. And like, cause I was really punching the tree. And I was like, fuck, maybe I'm not stronger than this tree. <laughs> yeah. And then, you something. Huh? yeah, literally, literally. <laughs> yeah. And then I did the second one. And I, I don't know if you guys watched the second one or not. Well, basically it's just me trying to hit the tree and then be like, my hands hurt too bad. I can't do it. And then I waited a couple days and I filmed a third one where I went out and was trying to hit the tree and I like couldn't do it at all. And then I sat down and I filmed this thing where I was saying like, I think the, the tree's fucking won. And then I went back and watched it and I was like, oh, that's so pussy. And I never posted it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that is hilarious thanks for the extra background <laughs> yeah, yeah i didn't know it was like a series of three <laughs> yeah yeah but um i think we do have to get going we usually try to keep it around 30 minutes but oh, we, we want to know what work do you, what are you working on now are there any shows coming up what do you what are you up to um yeah me and my brother are just trying to like bully this year um, we're trying to do like three more shows, four more shows before the end of the year um, in Detroit. I don't know if people in Detroit listen to this. 
everybody listens to this. The number one podcast in America. But um, yeah, other than that, I mean, I just started my semester. I'm, I'm trying to get like more pieces. I'm in like a ton of fuck ass classes right now. It's like all this bullshit. But I'm trying to do like more 3D shit or not. But I'm trying to do the, the 3D shit that I normally do. I'm trying to get out of doing these fucking paintings and drawings and shit like that. So um, yeah, if people want to follow me or whatever, they can like see my work as I put it out. I've been working on I'm I'm working on all these video collages. I'm gonna start. I think I'm gonna start doing one like every week, where it'll be like a minute long or like two minute long like video collage thing to put on like IGTV or something. So yeah, if you want to follow my Instagram, low emo boy two thousand five, which I made when I was sixteen. Um, yeah. Definitely, definitely. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Two Virgins. We hope you enjoyed getting to know Mateo, aka Lil Emo Boy, and check out his Instagram and his portfolio. You can find this episode on our website, quarantinecontent.com, or on our weekly newsletter, The Q. See you next week.